0: Welcome to the Star Lasso Experience, only at Jupiter's Claim. Please remember to avoid using your cell phones or any flash photography during the event. Bear with us now. Trained animals can be unpredictable. Now sit back, stay in your seats, and enjoy... The Star Lasso Experience.
1: What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and CNJRadio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artists in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show, and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
0: Strikes 10!
2: Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, No less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of CnJRadio.com. Okay, it's about damn time. Yeah, I I did that on purpose. Actually, that's me reminding myself to give out a few awards before I get to the actual list here. Yes, this list that we are doing it's going to be a four-parter all through this week, so you won't have to wait too long for each episode. It is the official top 40 albums of 2022. So first award given right off the bat. I should be doing this every year because I do pay attention. Best pop song of the year, no doubt, is about damn time by Lizzo. I just wanted to put that out there. How can you hear that song and not just feel good and just get that thing? That thing that music should do. It should move you. And these 40 albums move me in one way or another. So I'm going to talk about them. And before I do another award, I got to give it out. I haven't been giving this out lately on the older countdowns, but I definitely have my opinions. Feel free to ask. I'll give them to you. The worst album of 2022. Since KK's Priest had the worst album of 2021, they're going to have to, since I don't have a ton of money here, they're going to have to take their trophy that they got from last year, hand it over to this guy. And I always have to give the worst album to somebody of note or to somebody that I actually do like in hopes that they do better down the road. So this this one kind of hurts because I've actually enjoyed a few recent albums by this guy. So the worst album of 2022 of note is by Bryan Adams. Stay away from this album. It's called So Happy It Hurts. I will say with one exception, there is a thing in the middle of the album uh, there's a spoken word thing called Kick-Ass by John Cleese, which I'm assuming he's using to play over the PA before he comes out. And then there's a song called I Ain't Worth Shit Without You, which I did actually kind of enjoy. But the rest of that album is not very good. So, yes, Brian Adams wins Worst Album of the Year. I'm going to give a new award here, Most Overrated Album of the Year, because I saw a ton of glowing reviews on this record, and it just ain't that good because... I I got to say if you're like me and you rely on certain authorities to tell you what's good, it it hurts when things like this happens. So ever since the turn of the 21st century, I've leaned heavily on things such as Classic Rock magazine out in the UK to let me know what's good, what's popping, what's a good rock and roll thing to check out whether it's a reissue or whatever just a brand new record, even if it's by an old band or by a new band. I always lived for those reviews just to find out what was going on, and they gave Def Leppard's Diamond Star Halo's best album of the year. That is absolutely stupid. Like, I, I'm i a Def Leppard guy, but what are we pretending to not know here? Def Leppard, they haven't made a good album since Euphoria, that's my opinion, and they haven't had a record that I wanted to buy since Yeah, and This record just isn't that good. There's a couple of good songs, but two or three songs don't get you best album of the year. But apparently Classic Rock Magazine deemed Diamond Star... Actually, they didn't even deem Diamond Star Halos to be the album of the year. They named it the self-titled. The previous album. They fucked up. They listed the best album of the year as Def Leppard, Def Leppard. So (laughs) that just shows you just how out to lunch they are. So shame on Classic Rock Magazine and shame on anybody who said the Def Leppard Diamond Star Halos was the best album of the year. Because it's not, man. If that's your favorite album of the year, sorry, not sorry. But you need to listen to this four-parter. Because I got 40 albums that are way better than that. Matter of fact, there are 50 plus albums that are better than that record. Because I, I scored them all. I scored most of them, I'm sure of that. Sammy Hagar's record was better than Def Leppard's record, okay? And Wilson's solo album was better than Def Leppard's album, okay? And they were about neck and neck with Saxon. And you're not going to hear any of those on these episodes. So inching our way up to number 40 here, I'll tell you a couple of bubbling unders. That's an old billboard term. These two records actually point-wise, they may have gotten on the charts, but I took them out uh, on different principles. So scoring around the same amount of points that some of the records you'll hear on this episode is the new record by Lillian Axe. It's got a bit of an identity crisis going on. They don't know what they want to be right now. And it's a little late in the game to be a little schizophrenic in your styles, I gotta say. I hate to say it that way, but it's a truth. A band who's sticking to their story that I took out is Queensryche and their latest album because, sorry, Queensryche and your one original member, Eddie Jackson. Okay, let's get to this list because it's about damn time. All right, coming in at number 40, this guy is an absolute legend in the game. He's been putting out records since the early 70s. I don't even know how many bands he's been in at this point. But he is now, as of this record, on his 29th studio album of his entire career. And he's done, I think, almost a dozen live albums. So Graham Bonnet and the Graham Bonnet Band returns with this album called Day Out in Nowhere. And it is a heavy metal record with Graham Bonnet singing on it. What's Not to Love? didn't have anything massively nitpicky to say about this album why it's number 40 it's just it's not a perfect album there's some songs that are just okay but whenever graham's on fire man there's almost nobody better still in this business so to kick off the show here today is the graham bonnet band with this song right here the sky is alive Kicking off the show here today, and kicking off our top forty albums countdown of 2022, that was the Graham Bonnet band from the album "Day Out in Nowhere," and that song was called "The Sky Is Alive." Moving over here to number thirty-nine is a band that I first heard on Little Steven's Underground Garage, and they have a big association with him. I think he's produced a handful of their uh, songs here and there, but they kind of got on my radar doing a handful of covers, so I've always kind of known them over the last five, six years or so, but they finally got a record here in my top albums countdown, so good for them, yes. No. But seriously, coming in at number 39 is a band called Soraya, S-O-R-A-I-A, and the album is called Bloom. It's really hard to describe this band. I mean, really, actually, it should just be simply they're a basic rock and roll band deeply rooted in classic rock and garage rock, but definitely more traditional rock and roll type approach as far as their arrangements and who it would appeal to. If you like classic rock music, I think you could totally get your mind around Soraya. It works on that level they've got a handful of fun covers to check out to get you into them easily. They did a cool kind of deep Prince cover a few years ago, a song you did called Wow that I like a lot. And on this latest album, Bloom, they actually cover "Kisses Strutter, which is not a very hipster move to do, but I appreciate it massively. So I probably listened to the album a handful more times just for that reason, and it got on my countdown here. So coming at number 39, this is Soraya from the album Bloom. And my current favorite song on this record, besides Strutter, is a cool original called Jackson's Song. Check it out.
3: Baby, you know how I love you. Break the walls of flesh to protect us.
2: number 39 here on the best albums of 2022 that was soraya the album is called bloom and that was jackson's song according to their bio which i did read jackson's song is apparently a story about two bikers so there you have it probably the only song that will appear on the countdown that deals in biker love but hey we're all inclusive here on rock strikes 10 for the first and not the last time we move over to sweden for number 38, an up-and-coming band. So up-and-coming, this is only their second album, and they've only been pro for two years. Yes, this might be the only new band from this particular decade on the count, and I'll keep track of that. But yes, only on their sophomore album, and things are looking bright for this band. An all-female act from Sweden, and they're super young, so they're going places. Thunder Mother, one word. Yes, Thunder Mother. their album Black and Gold, which I heard late in the year... So maybe if I had been with this album for most of the year, I would have liked it even that much more, but I did like it quite a bit. Also, man, wish like hell I could have seen them open for the Scorpions on this latest tour. I did go to the show, but had to miss their set. It was a necessary evil that we had to miss their set. Why? Because we were meeting the Scorpions. More on that later. But yeah, digging the Thunder Mother. Can't wait to see what they do next. Hopefully they'll come back to our neck of the woods and we can go see them do a headline show. I'd love to see them. And they are just power, rock and roll, hard rock, heavy metal, whatever you want to call it. I'm sure they fit in that pocket of your description. But yes, simple enough. And so far, right now, they have the album cover of the year. It's simple enough. Just a fist holding a lightning bolt going through a speaker. It's great. That's rock and roll right there. That looks good on a t-shirt, too. Anything that looks good on a t-shirt is a great album cover, in my opinion. So, yes... Let's get into the song here. My current favorite song from Black and Gold. This is called Try With Love. Coming in number 38 right there. That was Thunder Mother. The album is black and gold, and that song was called Try With Love. I've been failing to give you all the stats on these records, but I'll do it as I remember it, but I remembered it last minute for this album. It came out on August 19th of 2022, of course, and produced and mixed by a guy named Soren Anderson, and you have to definitely say it as Swedish as humanly possible, but love it. Yeah, once again, can't wait to see what these gals do next. They are great. Okay. And by the way, anybody who's made it on this list on the top 40, you definitely deserve to be on my countdown. And you don't even come in with low points coming in at number 40. For instance, the lowest score on this entire countdown, and obviously it's going to be somewhere in this particular episode, 80 points out of 100. You get 80 points and that's the line right there. You're in. So yeah, I'm very proud of this list and I hope you enjoy the rest of it. Let's continue on. Coming in at number 37 right here is this band's 12th studio album. One of New Orleans' finest. Definitely one of the best heavy metal bands to come out of the state of Louisiana period, and that would be Crowbar. Crowbar consistently shows up on my countdowns because they are very consistent in their manner. They stick to their story. You know exactly what you're going to get out of Crowbar. The most experimental they ever get is maybe covering a wacky 70s soft rock song, which they have done. Go look up their version of Dreamweaver, if you don't believe me. But yeah, dig me some Crowbar. I think the consistency is what I love about them. There are certain bands that can just do the same record, and I'm going to like them. And some bands cannot get away with that. Crowbar is a band that can get away with pretty much doing the same thing over and over again. So they have the ACDC Motorhead Pass with me. But they gave me what I wanted here with this new one. It's called Zero and Below. If you're looking for big, beefy metal with a doom kind of tempo to it, look no further and the great crowbar and this album zero and below here's my current favorite song off of it it's called the fear that binds you turn it up Coming in at number 37 on the top 40 albums of 2022. 37! Yes, that was Crowbar, Zero and Below is the album, and that song was called The Fear That Binds You. Kirk is one of the great howlers in the history of heavy metal. He's the man. Alright, moving over to number 36 right here, this band's fifth album. I didn't like this new one as much as their previous studio album. I thought their previous one was their best one so far but not a super duper drop off in quality. So it made number 36 here. The latest from Hailstorm, the album is called Back From The Dead, came out on May 6th, produced by Nick Rascalinis. There's that name again. Uh, You know, he's produced records for Foo Fighters and Ghosts, so the albums are going to sound great. And this Hailstorm album, once again, no exception. Yeah, like I say I like most of Back From The Dead. It's about what you'd expect from Hailstorm. No new ground broken here. But Do they need to? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know know exactly what I want from them either, but I do know I like the songs overall better in Vicious. But nothing really wrong with this as a whole. Although I might do a little armchair quarterbacking once I get my hands on the deluxe edition of this album because apparently they have like eight other songs that didn't make the record on this deluxe edition. So I will be checking that out. But until then, check out my current favorite song on this album. This one's called Wicked Ways. Take it, Lizzie. Don't
0: call me an angel Hello!
2: All right, Hailstorm right there with Wicked Ways from their latest album, Back from the Dead. They weren't really dead. They weren't really gone that long. I I saw them fairly recently, open for Alice Cooper, so I don't understand what that means. But no, it's all right. There's a song, obviously, a title track for Back from the Dead. It's fine. I'm picking on them, but I don't mean to. I really don't. I have nothing against them. And they are the real deal. Lizzie is a tremendous singer. Go see them live. You'll be convinced. I, I believe that to be true. All right, here's a person I've seen live multiple times. Actually, I've seen the singer and drummer of this band a fair amount of times live. So, going to get into this one right here, number 35 on the countdown. One of two Ipecac recording artists on this list for this year, Dead Cross, with their second album, easily enough, called Two. Maybe they're going to do the Chicago thing. Stay tuned. But yes, if you didn't know already, Dead Cross is yet another Mike Patton Band, so you got Mike on vocal stylings. And his current favorite drummer of the last 20-plus years, Dave Lombardo. Of course, you know him as the classic Slayer drummer. He also played for Fantomas back in the day. Ivacac number 1 is actually the first Fantomas record. And he's been a Mr. Bungle lately, so yes, Dave is Mike's guy. And rounding out the band, guys named Michael Crane and Justin Pearson, mostly known for the band Retox. Oh, it says in the bio here, Justin was in the Locust. That's an interesting band. All right. But yes, I believe I actually like this newer album more than the first album. The first one's very much a hardcore punk kind of album. And it was really quick. It was basically an EP almost. But this one, I think, is a more fleshed out, full length type record. It's not super long, but I, I think I like this one a little bit better. So yeah, Dead Cross did pretty well this year. And once again, scoring over 80 points that's good news for me and good news for dead cross why not so yes check this one out this will give you a good idea of what the album's about if you're curious here is dead cross with animal espionage 35 right there in our countdown by way of the band dead cross in their latest album two that was animal espionage that'll give you a good idea of what they're all about hope you enjoyed that i know patent stuff isn't for everybody but he is for me for the most part yeah let's leave it at that i feel like i need to do another announcement in this instance where if you are on this countdown then you have a good record this is a good record that i enjoyed in the year of 2022. So don't hate me for the order that I put these things in. Just be happy it's on my list, because it's not on a lot of other lists, I'll tell you that much. And for my friends of the show out there, this band may even be in your top 10 for the year, and that's totally cool. We damn near agree on that. The points are very close on my rankings here on the countdown, but I say all that because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite bands of all time, King's X, their latest album. It's their 13th studio album. It's called Three Sides of One, came out on September 2nd of 2022, self-produced. Now, I bet a lot of people were asking when they put out their very last studio album before this, called 15. That was 2008, that record. A lot of people were asking, well, why is it called 15 when it wasn't their 15th album? It was their 12th album. Well, they were actually telling you how long you were going to have to wait for another King's X record, because it damn near came in at exactly 15 years since that previous album. There's my joke, but yeah, I like it as a joke. It works for me. Yeah, Three Sides of One, I think it's kind of, sort of suffering from that long-awaited kind of thing, and I don't know what I expected from them at this point in their career. They don't owe me anything at this point, that's for sure, but I like the record pretty good. It's a little over three quarters good, Some of it didn't stick with me, and some of it did. That's the short of it. And it's not like these guys haven't been working. They just haven't been working with each other so much. Doug Pinnock has done a ton of releases since the last King's X record, and Ty has as well. Jerry's been dealing with some stuff, so I'm just glad that Jerry's out there playing, doing what he loves. I'm glad they're all on tour together. It's a beautiful thing. And speaking of beautiful things, I love this song. My favorite song by far on this record is definitely an old school style King's X. Funky, but also heavy. It's got some harmony to it. It's what I wanted to hear in this particular go around because we need that kind of stuff, especially in this day and age. I guess we've always needed a King's X in one way or another. But yes, from three sides of one, this is Give It Up. <laughs> heavy metal soul type rave up give it up right there by king's x from their latest album hope you enjoyed that i sure did and we move over to album number 33 and i gotta say as a fan of this band and i i kind of say that in quotations i'm an older fan i've seen them quite a bit live and i i honestly never expected this band to appear on my albums list ever again honest i'll be just dead honest with you i never expected this band to be on any countdown i ever did besides any of these retro ones i'm pulling so i'm going to talk about skid row here skid row only on their sixth ever studio album they've been a band since the mid to late 80s their first album came out in what 88 89 something like that this is their sixth album that's too funny brother All right. But yes, they've been through more singers than they have albums. No, I kid. That's not true, but it's close. All roasting aside, though, this sixth studio album here by Skid Row called The Gang's All Here came out October 14th, produced by Nick Raskolinis. There's that name again. Yes. So it sounds like they spent a few bucks on this record and I think it paid off. The songs are decently there and it gives me a decent amount of old school vibes without sounding too desperate. So this is a pretty damn good record. Of course, the what-if factor, what this album would have sounded like in the hands of the late Johnny Solinger or even Z.P. Thirt, is that how you say his name, Thart? Z.P. Thart? The guy from Dragon Force, the, their previous singer, but of course wondering what that material would have sounded like with those two guys, but their current singer, Eric Gronwall from Heat, I believe is where he's from, uh, so this is his first album with the band, and Yeah, I think they should stick with them. I don't hear anything wrong with this stuff. It's going to be hard to beat those Sebastian records, honestly. Like, I love those three albums so much, but I tried not to go into it like that. I I really tried, because I feel like that's not going to help anything. So I enjoyed the album as a simplistic kind of new album by an older band. Worked out for me. Looking into the credits on this album, of course you'd expect to see Bolin and Sabo's name all over the songs, but a couple of extra names popped up there of note uh paul taylor who i'm i don't know is that paul taylor you know from winger x alice cooper is that him co-writing the gangs all here i don't know but i see his name on here i see zp thart's name on like three songs so that's cool of them they gave him songwriting co-write for three songs on the sound they didn't just buy it out or do the wrong thing so that's kind of cool to see And as luck would have it, ZP actually pulled a co-write on a song that's basically tied with my favorite song on the record. Skid Row always had great ballads, let's just be honest here. So I was torn between going with Resurrected or the ballad October Song. I'm actually going to go with the ballad here because I think it's a really, really good song and one of the better songs of the year. So from the gang's all here, this is Skid Row with October Song. definitely not dealing in too many sappy issues right there so by that definition it's a neo ballad and Skid Row has quite a few of those in their catalog go look them up they're really good at that like i say but that was october's song by Skid Row off of their latest album the gang's all here of course the rest of the album is a lot more party rock type stuff and gang rock type stuff so yes that's basically the sole ballad on there but i like the album overall made it on the countdown so congratulations skid row they they might have comeback of the year let's see let's see how this goes and coming in at number 32 right here is this band right here that always does pretty well they do pretty okay and have appeared on a few countdowns here i believe they were on last year's countdown if i have it right but yes the dead daisies they keep popping up here and they never pull an album that gets past that three quarters great for me but I appreciate them enough. They get a lot of shit, and almost rightfully so, but because it's it's a revolving door, it's, it's almost kind of a prefab kind of band, even though all the guys clearly play their own instruments because it's, bar none, some of the best classic rock, heritage rock-type talent that money can buy. But I always try to go into their records not thinking about all of that background stuff because that can only hurt it, right? So let's see what we got here on the surface. Current lineup of the band got dave lowey of course the brainchild on rhythm guitar here got brian teachy great drummer right there speaking of him just finally got the pride and glory one and done album on vinyl and he's the drummer on that record so i like me some brian teachy very talented dude one of the great rock star drummers in the world along with glenn sobel doug aldrich you know of course doug, the great doug aldrich great guitar player right there he'll give you what you need Oh, oh oh and on bass and on lead vocals a guy who has been on many a countdown, a guy I massively appreciate and am a fan of, Glenn Hughes. The great Glenn Hughes is the current lead singer and bass player of the Dead Daisies. So, yeah, probably yet another reason why they made it here on the countdown. And if you're going to get rid of John Karabi, your replacement better be damn good on the stick. And damned if they didn't get a good... I mean, John couldn't even be mad about that, right? I mean how could you i know john's a fan of glenn so there's no way he's mad about this i'm sure it was a nice paycheck but what a story you know having to be embarrassed by being replaced by vince neal all these years now you can be like dude i can only be replaced with glenn hughes now thank you very much okay but yes this latest album here it's called radiance and if you know anything about any of those guys you're gonna get what you expect and nothing wrong with that i say that a lot especially on the bubbling unders but That's just the way it is. It's nothing groundbreaking, but also nothing wrong with it at all. I'm going to be expounding a lot more on these albums as we move on through the countdown. But till then, check this one out. My favorite song off of the latest Dead Daisies album, once again called Radiance. This is Not Human. Thirty-two here on the top 40 albums of 2022 that was the dead daisies with not human possibly a song about congress but yes that was off of their latest album hope you enjoyed that coming in at number 31 the last entry of this particular episode belongs to a brand new band and their debut album they're called classless act Now, I initially kind of came into this album with both of my fists up because I actually wanted to hate this record, not for the reasons that their bio would suggest. Interesting enough bio, apparently none of these guys knew each other at all, and they all formed as a band through social media, things such as TikTok and Instagram, which is just fuel for boomers to hate. But, I gotta say, I actually did like this record quite a bit. And the reason I wanted to hate these guys on principle is because in my mind, they stole the opening slot of the stadium tour, the Motley, Def, Leppard, Poison, Joan Jett show. They stole that opening slot away from Tuck Smith, but I know it wasn't their fault so much. I mean, if it comes out later that it is, then I'll hate them again, but I'm not going to judge them on that. It's just one of those things that I just wanted to bring up. So going into this, I was like, "Eh, yeah, we'll see these freaking kids. And I gotta say, this is a fun-ass record. One of the best compliments I could give them is that they would have definitely made the Z-Rock playlist back in the late 80s or early 90s. They've got that thing. They totally get it. They're listening to the fun records that we grew up listening to. So what's to hate, really, at the end of the day? This album came out on June 24th. The album is called Welcome to the Show, which also, interestingly enough, there is a counter record to this called Welcome to the Acoustic Show, where they, you know, simply enough, re-record all the songs acoustic-based. This album was mainly produced by Joe Chiccarelli, but I'm seeing other producers on some of the other tracks, such as Keith Nelson and even Bob Rock on a couple of tracks, so there you have it. They got some powerful friends somewhere, even getting the nod on the first two tracks by Vince Neil and then Justin Hawkins, respectively. So that'll give any band a boost first time out. But sticking with the record, I still wound up consistently liking the album. And I'm not going to play either of those songs that I just mentioned. I'm going to go with this one right here. And I believe this is probably the single, because it's the only one I saw that had like an actual video attached to it. Which makes sense, because I think this is the best song on the album. So here you go. If you're going to hear this band for the very first time, it should be this song. This is Classless Act with... All That We Are. Check it out. Closing off the show here tonight and coming in at number 31 on the top 40 albums of 2022. That was Classless Act. The album is called Welcome to the Show and that song was called All That We Are. Catchy stuff right there if you ask me. That's going to do it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one. Of course, as the countdown rule goes, it's only going to get better, right? Right? But until then, stay tuned for my better half NOLA with the plugs followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola.
1: We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10 and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. Where cinema's trash is treated like treasure, and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash SpaceBeard Band to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.